You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And yay, I get to welcome back uh, Jill, who um, I need you to say something, sweetheart, so we know we're here can you hear me i can hear you wow so our only technical glitch is for (laughs) some bizarre reason jill's camera decided no i'm not gonna come on today doesn't want to join this uh, doesn't want to join the party anyway so but we're both back we're both together yay Um, And what we will be doing today is continuing on with lesson number five, how to read your own chart. And this is episode 73. And what uh, with Jill back, I'm going to let her take the floor to begin with and uh, do her piece with her chart. And I am just going to share screen so that Let me see if this is going to work the way it's supposed to. Yay! And (laughs) so I, you know, took a running stab at uh, describing this last week, but better for her to do it from her modern perspective. So, Jill, you have the floor. All righty. Yeah, so I think with the the, uh, analogy that you're using with uh, the stage and the actors, Think we, you know, we're looking at the the areas of life are the are kind of like the stage, the bare stage, right? So the houses, yeah, are like the bare stage, and then the the sign that rules the house, or even is partly in a house, kind of uh, provides the the uh, scenery and the. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah. Deck. Yeah, <laughs> and it also provides the um, the costume for whatever planets are there. So Perfect. that's my little piece yeah. on that. So in this, in my example chart, we have uh, Libra rising, the, the last little degrees of Libra rising. Um, and Libra and no planets in the first house, but Libra rising is, uh, well, we Picture Libra as the sign of balance. So there's there's a, a desire for balance. You're seeking balance as somebody with Libra rising. Now I know this. <laughs> Doesn't mean you are balanced. It means you are. Aw, really? Come on. Why not? No, I'm teasing. And I always see Libra like a like the teeter totter where you're you know, you stand in the middle and you're trying to balance on it. Oh, it, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that visual. Yeah. It's kind of shifting back and forth. So to me, that's a kind of a nice little image for Libra is that, you know, need for just kind of keeping your balance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and of course, there's a sense of aesthetics with Libra. You know, you, most people have who have a strong Libra piece like to have, you know, kind of a sense of order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, aesthetically pleasing environments. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but also fairness. And oh justice, yes, yes. Right? That's a huge one for Libra. So with Libra rising, those are going to kind of be part of 
how you approach the world, right? So mm-hmm. that's for this young fella, part of his um, persona and how he needs to fit into the world, right? Mm-hmm. And often you're trying to keep the peace, right? Yes, yeah. So you're yeah. trying to keep everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> well, it is kind of a, and, and it, you know, Libra is the opposite sign to Aries. So yeah, the signs sort of do reflect each other. So they do. It's a cardinal sign. It's not a, you know, wishy-washy kind no. of sign. No, not at all. Reputation for being that because you're trying to keep the balance or, or balance and weigh everything, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But at the same time, you know, Libra likes to get its own way. Mm-hmm. But it does it sort of indirectly. It's like, you know, somebody says, well, what do you want to do? And you say, oh, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to do? And, and at that and point, other people bring out the Aries. and <laughs> They'll offer something and, they, and you'll go, oh, yeah, that'd be okay. <laughs> and then when they hit on the thing, you really want to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think that's oh, called yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it's it's kind of. It mirrors Aries in that yeah. sense. There is that P, and in all the signs, you'll find that. I yes, yes, exactly. So, yes, that's. But the first house, of course, is our outer personality, how we approach the world, and yeah, kind of very important. The mask we wear. So, yeah, this young fellow has to, you know, be nice and mm-hmm. keep peace. So then we have the second house, which is very busy. Scorpio and uh, ruled by Pluto. Now we do have three planets in the second house. We have the Moon, um, and um, but they're not in Scorpio. Scorpio yes, again, like Libra, we've got the last few degrees on the cusp, the beginning of the house. But it's there's a large part of it that's Sagittarius, and that's yeah. where these three planets are. So. So, you know, it's not always a straightforward thing of the, the sign on the cusp of the house is the whole house, right? Yeah, yeah. And in your system, it is not in this system. Yeah, this <laughs> is the modern approach, and you're yeah. using Placidus house system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we have Moon and Jupiter conjunct in Sagittarius, so they're together there. And Jupiter, of course, is the ruler of Sagittarius. So, so it's a it, happy camper. He's happy in his own sign, and he's hanging out with the moon, and the moon, you know, it can magnify <laughs> the emotions. and the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think with the moon Jupiter, sometimes you can get the sort of big highs, big lows kind of thing. Right, yeah. Um, but we're in the second house, and that pertains to kind of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my resources. It's not just material resources, although yeah. it certainly is the money house. We usually talk about it as the money house because uh, those are certainly resources we talk about a lot in our society. Yep. But um, but it's also our inner resources, you know. Yes. So so there's a depth there with Scorpio, and the ruler of Scorpio, of course, is Pluto, and he's in there. Yeah, he's the modern ruler of Scorpio. So very powerful the, house from modern the, point of view. Yeah, he's he. This is a you know pretty heavy duty 
energy in this house with um, Moon, Jupiter, and Pluto, and they're, they're pretty much hanging out together in Sagittarius there. So um, that yeah. that house you'll probably, as we go further down this how to read your own chart thing, we will be coming back to that because that's fairly yeah. a prominent combination. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So the third house, again, we have uh, Sagittarius on the cusp, but the last degree. So, And in this case, we have actually Capricorn totally enclosed in the third house. That happens mm -hmm. sometimes because of how the, um, the latitude, time of year, and how things get divided. Yep. And um, so you've got Jupiter ruling the house, um, but um, you um, have, oops, sorry. Yep. You have um, Mars in Capricorn in there. And actually, I think that's pretty good placement for Mars. It is. It is. Uh, Mars likes being in Yeah, Yeah, he's, he's uh, Mars, of course, is, is our... It's our energy to do and accomplish and, you know, what do I want to do? And Saturn gives structure, it gives some discipline and um, organization. So you can take those energies and really focus them. And it's in the third house, which is our, our ability to think and, you know, and also mobility. You know, this yes. little guy, young guy has, he's always had, like, even as a baby, he had, uh, Incredible eye hand coordination and oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, throws the ball and kick the ball, and he plays soccer and he's really, really good. You know, he's yeah, he's athletic, and so that's a big, it's an interesting read on the third house because it is about how we move, right? Yeah, and know, so, in saying that, um, folks will want to know about that, um, and it's called an intercepted sign. Um, yeah. Is that how, how is that going? You know, how, what are the words that they need to put if they find that um, in looking at their chart from a modern perspective, they have a planet in a sign that's intercepted? Well, this, the intercepted sign, it's, um, I guess it's kind of like there's no real door to the, to the sign because they, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. custom a house mm -hmm. so it's it's enclosed in the house um but it's still you know you're going to have the ruler of capricorn is going to be somewhere so that's right. you know, giving you some insight into what's inside that, <laughs> that okay okay <laughs> and uh, yeah so you so know, you're that. what you're saying then is when it comes to um additional information you look to the ruler of the intercepted sign well, you, yeah, you, yeah. Could, you know, we do have two rulers of that house, in, yeah. in because the, the, you know, you have the one on the cusp, yeah. but Capricorn is in there, and and you know, it's got it's it's definitely you know not silent. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's still a cardinal sign, and it's still so you know it's uh, you know we have in terms of the Sagittarius piece on the cusp of the third. There's a a desire for freedom of thinking and exploring and yes you know yeah not necessarily long distance that would be the ninth house but just you know a curiosity and uh, about bigger things yeah um, and also i think it adds to that sort of uh athleticism that 
Oh, totally. Yeah, with the Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is not this is not a kid who he's he's not he's bright enough, but he's 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 much more interested in athletics and yes, yeah, that sort of thing yeah. than he is in the academics. But yeah. Well, he's using that that freedom piece and equating it with mobility with Mars. Yeah, and and yeah. also you know as he gets older when he finds subjects that he is really interested that capricorn piece will kick in yeah and he will apply himself because he's interested right right i want to put my energy into this because it interests me right yeah yeah when we're kids you know a lot of what we have to learn in school and stuff is not (laughs) exactly especially if you're an active person who wants to be a out there yeah yeah <laughs> i want to be out in the playground not in the classroom right? exactly exactly yeah, yeah. so you know, he enjoys you know the socializing with friends and that kind of stuff a lot yeah yeah so yeah so the, the interception in a house just adds a little more yeah there's it's a little more complicated i guess in a sense because yeah. you have the mm-hmm. two different and Sagittarius and Capricorn are very different energies, right? Yes. Yeah. So you have that mutability on the cusp, but then you've got the cardinality in, in the center of it. Yep. So and we t- that takes us to the fourth house, Gus. We're down at the <clears throat> roots of the chart in the fourth house. That's family and home and and yeah. uh, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, we hope. <laughs> Not everybody has yeah. that, but, you know, one can always hope. And you have Aquarius on the cusp of the fourth here, and uh, and uh, the sun is in the fourth house, uh, so it's there with Neptune actually, which is uh, Neptune's an interesting energy to deal with. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. <laughs> you have an actual, you know, conjunction of Neptune and the sun. And these are very different kinds of energies that are trying yeah. to work to. You know, Neptune has no boundaries, no no material essence to it. It's it's all that ethereal, mm-hmm. spiritual or imaginative stuff. Yep. Uh, and the sun is our personality. it's who we are, right? So right. we need to feel solid. <laughs> And, and yet, I think with Neptune conjunct, there's a, like, who the heck am I? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. It's so would with- that play from, um, in the modern vernacular, um, what does that say about the the family system? Well, um, you know, I probably... Sorry, what were you saying? Um, I was just saying how that would play out in terms of family system. Family, yeah. As the, you know, as his root, having that Neptune yeah, conjunct the sun. I would see Neptune as kind of not providing much solidity in the roots department, you know? Right, okay, yep. So, it, you know, and I think there have been times, you know, in the family where there's stuff going on and he doesn't know what's going on. and Okay. That's made him very anxious and uneasy okay yeah you know, 
you know, parents parents do go through rough times, and yeah, and he's very sensitive. He's very right. Aware. Yes, he would tune into what's the environment. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, we all children are, but with that combination, he would be even more tuned in. Yes, to yeah. the the frequencies around him. Yeah, you know, it's in Aquarius. Yeah. Uh, which is, um, it's an air sign, and it rules the nervous system. So, you know, not knowing what's going on in your family or in the, you know, in that whole Mm -hmm. home. And Aquarius being a fixed sign would prefer stability. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you want the root, you need the stability, and we all kind of do in a way, but. But, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, that's particularly difficult if you have that kind of Neptunian mm-hmm. influence there with the sun. It's like I'm trying to figure out who I am and I'm really trying to figure out what's going on here. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, some challenge with that. And, and I think with the figuring out who you are piece, it, with the Libra ascendant, if you're trying to please others, that oh. makes it hard yeah so that that fits in with that too i think mm-hmm. i think uh, neptune neptunians can do guilt really well <clears throat> ah okay right? yeah um and so i think you know that you know when we're children we always think it's all about us anyway and well yeah because that desire must, to feeling control yeah we must be the cause and how do I fix this? Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, I think that that's kind of what that, that, uh, that fourth house Mm -hmm. has going on. And, you know, um, it's also, there's also, it's a very busy house. Right. They always, you know, going off somewhere. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Parents both work in, film um in various oh, ways okay often, you know so that's almost like a literal uh the neptune conjunct the sun if the father works in film as well yeah yeah, yeah. and so that that literal piece would be something that the hellenistics would have pointed at if they could yeah. have known about neptune yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. no so it's um yeah but i think that doesn't hasn't helped with the whole sense of stability and security yeah. in the yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, mom's off and off doing interviews with people or going off here and there. She does documentaries. And Dad, you know, is in the film business, which is crazy business too. Yep. So often they're either both off doing something or one's off here. And one. yeah. yeah. And as a family, they've traveled a lot. So there's, which is great, but. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think uh, there's been the good and the bad. There's always the good and the bad. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Pros and cons to anything. So, you know, I think the sensitivity that he has, he can be very sensitive and sweet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a kid. Yeah. He's 14. <laughs> oh, so he's had his first Jupiter return and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so... Anyway, we move on to the fifth house, 
And fifth house is about um, creativity. We often see it as the house will, you know, if we have children, yep. that's where. So, yeah, and, and again, we have three planets. Yeah. House. So that's that's a fairly significant house as well. I know in your system, that's a really good house. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the, you want stuff in the fifth house. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's good fortune. <laughs> yeah. And so... You know, these are all Pisces in the fifth. And um, so we have Mercury in Pisces, (laughs) (laughs) which, um, and it's conjunct Uranus. Oh, wow. His tune in. Wow. You would wonder what channel. Holy doodles. Yeah. Yeah. And Pisces is such a, it's ruled by Neptune. We were talking about Neptune Mm -hmm. in the fourth house. And that whole Piscean energy is very, like, it's wide open. Yes. It it soaks up everything. (laughs) Um, And um, I think Mercury in Pisces, well, Mercury in Pisces is not in its happy place because Mercury clarity and, you know, it's about thinking and wants clear thoughts and ideas and to know what's... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And... uh, in Pisces, it's uh, it can be hard to get that. Yeah. In, in my own life experience with, I have a number of very good friends who have Mercury in Pisces. And uh, from a modern point of view, when I'm dealing with them, I have to remind myself stream of consciousness. Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. because it doesn't follow logic. And, no. and if you try to have a conversation with them that's based on logic, not so much. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. No, and, and, you know, I mean, of course, in, in this day and age, uh, he's really kind of hooked on his computer. His, oh, you know, yes. You know, I mean, I, if I'm over there visiting, when I've been over there visiting, it's like, well, all the kids pretty much on their devices. <laughs> I know, I know. So on some level, he's probably got that aced, whereas other kids with Mercury's in different places, you know, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there know, is a downside to that. Totally, there's a downside, and and Pisces can be some somewhat addictive. Oh know, yes, have, yeah, yeah. See, two addictions. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's, if he's not out playing and being active, then he's, you know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, that, and with the yeah, Uranus conjunct Mercury, and Uranus is modern rule of Aquarius, and yep. has to do with, you know, all things sort of electrical and, yeah. and technical. And, yeah, so he, he, can do that kind of stuff fine but um hmm. yeah i think he he can get also get lost in it yeah yeah and if we were talking aspects you know go we play back to the second house where we've got moon jupiter and those are aspecting in a not helpful way they yeah and we'll we'll do that in an, another lesson we'll <laughs> Yeah. So that pieces again when we're looking at a chart, you never stay in one place because everything's connected. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, with this series, we're doing a really simplified, but at least it gives people a way to walk in 
And yeah, we will add the aspects in future lessons, definitely. Yeah. But uh, a conjunction is also an aspect. Yeah. And Uranus are conjunct. Yeah. And also conjunct basically Venus. They're yeah. all close together in that fifth house. Yep. Venus is very happy in Pisces. Yes, she is. She loves it. So that uh, would, that bodes well in the fifth house. Yeah. If he has children later in his life, yeah, he'll adore yeah. them to pieces. And it is the ruler of the church, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ruler of the ascendant. So yeah. it's, it's important from that perspective yeah. as well. He's probably going to be very good looking. That would be my guess. Very what? Very good looking. Like, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a good looking kid. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, he's, yeah, he's, he's sprouting right now and he's just, he's shooting up. I haven't seen him for a while and I know he's way more than <laughs> Well, and, now, and yeah. The dad is, is over six feet and I suspect he will probably be taller than his dad. Huh. Athletic and good looking and, you know, yep. all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um i don't know that he has a yeah well he does have you know they they all like to sing and you know listen to music and stuff oh so. yeah yeah for sure they would yeah with pisces in the fifth you know what fifth house is is our fun house and what gives us you know what we what entertains us what yeah. gives us pleasure what we enjoy and yeah. have fun with. and so yeah you know yeah. Um, he's gonna be able to um yeah, that's almost as good as having like Venus conjunct Jupiter. Uh, yeah. A few people that I know that have that combination, you just know their enjoyment of life is like maxed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, you know, one of his biggest enjoyments is being out, you know, doing soccer and yeah, yeah, you know, physical stuff. He's yeah. very into well, so, and, and I think, too, from a modern perspective, uh, Venus in Pisces, it loves being part of a team. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So team sports yeah. rather than um, solo sports. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, with this chart, we've we've just covered pretty much all, all of the planets but one. Yeah. Because they're pretty much packed in the bottom of the chart there. Yeah. And uh, so we go on to the sixth house, which is uh, you know work and and health and um, service, how we would render service. And I, yep. you know, not really old enough to to be in that space yet. He's still in the fifth house, right? Yeah, yeah, he would be. Right? In terms of development, that's how we develop, right? We mm -hmm. move from the fifth house of I'm just kidding, I'm playing to the sixth house of what am I going to do for a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not there yet. Yeah. So, um, so we don't have any planets in the, in the sixth house. We have Aries on the cusp, of course, and um, we always have a ruler. So yeah. So it will speak to, to what's going to happen in those houses. You would look back to Mars and Capricorn for that. So that will, you know, we'll talk about that other, another time. Yep. So Aries on, on the sixth, yeah. Um, again, you know, whatever he, he is going to do, he's going to need to be able to be active. Yes, yeah. That'll be no. part of that, 
you know, so you're not going to be looking at somebody who probably will do well in like a office setting. Probably not. This is not going to be a nine to five desk job. No, probably not. No. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, and uh, we have, because we have the intercepted house in the third, and of course the opposite house, the ninth, we have Aries on the cusp of both the sixth and the seventh. The seventh. Yep. So, um, yeah, so Aries is about, you know, the seventh house is going to be about relationships, how we relate to others. Again, he, he relates probably mostly through, you know, what do you want to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, physical, you know. Yeah. Do- so, so, so at some point in the not too distant future, the fact that Venus is in Pisces in the fifth, um, the I want to do, and he is a boy, the education will need to be there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, probably, you know, in relationships, he he might be the one to, well, he'd be, in, he'd be attracted to somebody likely who's who enjoys doing things. Like yeah, things. yeah. And, um, and, you know, has some, has their own independence as well. Yes, you know? yes, with that Mars and Capricorn, totally, yeah. You know, with the Libra rising, probably. As well, terms. yeah. He's looking for a partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, an equal, a yeah. one-on-one. Yes, an equal, and that is so, um, uh, you know, what's interesting, and just a sidebar here to the folks that are listening, is... Um, uh, like I have Aries rising, so of course Libra is on my seventh, and Jill was saying she has Libra rising with Aries on her seventh. And um, f- yeah, I have to feel equal to whoever I'm with. If I don't, it's not on. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. not and, on. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically the layout of this chart is pretty much mine. Yeah. Because he has close to the same degree rising, so. Yeah. Um, so then we go on to the, we have no planets in the sixth or seventh, obviously, and we don't have any planets in the eighth house. Eighth house is always important, though. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Venus rules the eighth house as well as the ascendant, so. It will be an important house, yeah. An important house, and, you know, with his packed uh, second house, you know, the whole financial thing will be. It'll be important to him, yeah. Important thing, yeah. yeah. Financial security and yep. you know that kind of thing. Um, ninth house is uh, higher education and uh, exploring the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we have Gemini on there. Uh, takes us back to that Mercury and yeah, the- Mercury Uranus, yeah probably dreams of that well they all do they talk about where we're going next time <laughs> they get they get back from one trip somewhere in the world and you know it's like where are we going next time let's make a list oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 so uh yeah they've he has already you know even as a child he's done a whole lot of traveling yep and um and he enjoys it he's got his the uh, again we're back to that intercepted yes. sign 
Yep. Yes, assigned Capricorn. We have Cancer intercepted in the ninth. Okay. Now, Cancer likes home, right? Yeah. But it's in the ninth house of, yeah, well, wherever I go is going to be home. Yeah. And having a moon in Sag just reinforces that. The world is my home. Jupiter, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are we going next? Yeah. You know? yeah. So, again. A happy house, I would say. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's, a, you know, there's, it's not definitely not, there's no planets in the ninth house. But it's definitely not empty. You've got Gemini in the cusp. You've got Cancer intercepted in there. Mm -hmm. So. There's a lot of information in these houses that seem yes. empty. Yeah. Uh, the actors are not in that particular section, but they are active. <laughs> yes. Somewhere else. Exactly. And influence that area. Yeah. Okay. And so then we're up to the 10th house. We have Leo on the 10th house. Of course, the ruler is in the fourth house, which is. An interesting, you know, mm -hmm. juxtaposition of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the Sun conjunct Neptune and Leo on the tenth. I mean, he might enjoy being center stage and gla you know, the glamour of it. Yeah, because yeah, that appeals to the Neptunian. You know, one of one of my daughters has. You know, Pisces rising. She used to always want to be, you know, famous, but she didn't want people looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit tricky, but yes, I see what you're saying. That's a <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that, that, I think it would be a bit like that. I, can I can I be up there and in, in in my glory, but hiding? <laughs> well, and you know, his glory could be as part of a team, right? Absolutely. So then it then it's not that individual thing. Yeah. And also, we have got our last of the planets up yes. there. We've got Saturn in the 10th. And Saturn likes being in the 10th house. That's, yeah. his, that's his natural territory. Um, and, of course, he's wearing the, the costume of Leo here. Yep. Uh, so Saturn carries a, there's a sense of um, needing to be respected, I think. And, oh, yeah. And, yep. And to, you know, so... While Leo <clears throat> likes the um, pageantry and celebrating kind of thing, and that sort of thing, Saturn's more about no. I just want I just want you to take me seriously. I want you to look at what I'm saying and take me seriously. And yep. I like to have a little bit of uh, authority. Yes. You know. Yeah. And control over my destiny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. And that does oppose his son. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about that piece later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, lots of interesting connections here. <clears throat> so that's, you know, I think that it's an interesting combination to have Leo on, on the 10th and somebody like Saturn in there in Leo. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, there's that need for, you know, show me. Show me what I'm do, you know. I, ah, yes, yeah. And and Saturn, you know, as he gets older, he'll probably grow into his Saturn more. Yes, yeah, yeah. When I was um, uh, doing just strictly modern, uh, definitely Saturn. Um, uh, you know, I didn't feel that a person was sort of fully developed until uh, no, you know least. until that first Saturn return. Yeah, at least, and some yeah. people take. It takes longer. <laughs> and some people stall out and don't bother, right? They, 
I think so. Yeah. I've noticed that there's some people who do get the Saturn return, they don't get it. I mean, they don't yeah. really do it. And so they kind of have to do a re a do over, you know, 30 years later. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that Mars, that Mars and Capricorn down in Zerg mm-hmm. will be an interesting. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. two will have to figure out how to work together. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, you know, again, just an interesting mm-hmm. uh, combination. You got. Saturn and Mars is Mars would like fire sign. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, so eleventh um, house, friends, groups, yeah, and the ruler of that, of course, is Mercury conjunct Uranus in the fifth. Yes, let's do team sports. Let's. Yeah. 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 Groups and teams and. Yeah. 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 That's that's a, a piece that he's he's comfortable with and works yeah. for. Especially being an Aquarian. Yeah. I mean, yes, exactly. Not that group oriented, but (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. Your chart's not exactly, exactly the same. (laughs) But that's the thing. Yeah. You know, you can have the same sun sign and not be anywhere near like the other person. Exactly. Exactly. That's where the sun sign astrology kind of falls flat because more than 12 different types of people in the world, there are a zillion. Yeah, so you know we have the Virgo on the on the cusp of the eleventh. Um, could have some issues with you know friends being critical or yeah, yeah, you know, or being picky about mm-hmm. who he wants to hang out with because mm-hmm. um, you know there can be that critical factor with Virgo. Yes, although yeah, as long as it's uh, they keep it interesting, I think he'd be okay with his Mercury and. Mm-hmm. And then we're back to the 12th house. And again, we have Libra on the 12th as well as the first. So yeah. That Venus rules not only the 12th, but the first and also the eighth. So it's a very, very important piece of this whole. Yes, it will be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, we are all different. So. Yeah. That's what's fun about doing astrology. Um, You will never find anybody with your own identical chart. No, no. Although, of course, that strays into the wormhole called twins, which on another episode we'll tackle. um, Just how astrology deals with the whole twin thing. Even twins with with a a chart like this, when you've got very last degrees of of a sign rising. Yes, exactly. Only takes a few minutes for that to change. That can change. So you can have, you know, a totally different. um, Yeah. So uh, what's interesting is astro twins, people who are born at the same time, same place. Yeah. I actually have one. Woohoo. And she lives here in town. Um, Oh, wow. Uh, we weren't, uh, we're born on the same day. There's about a three hour difference, but um, her and I go boating together. Right. And uh, so we've had t- quality time, the two of us together. And the similarities are kind of uncanny as yeah. well, but the timings are different. Uh, Yeah, like she did a whole meditation piece when she was very young. I did mine when I was after 40. Um, She had two children. I, of course, have two stepchildren. Um, 
but there are, and there are also quirky things, um, yeah. you know, uh, that, yeah, yeah, it's, it was uh, quite yeah. fun to, to meet, her name's Margot, and yeah. But yeah. I think there has also been research on people who are actually born, basically. Oh, yes, yeah. Same time and place. Yep, yep. And, and yes, there has, yes. Parallels in their lives are remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, you know, if you had somebody born at exactly the same time in London as Queen Elizabeth. Right. Well, yeah. They're not going to be any, her, their life's not going to resemble hers, right? Because they're going yeah. to be planted in a whole different family root system um, without the, all the advantages. Yeah, yes. And so, but I, you know, it'd be interesting to see what kind of parallels you would get in their yes. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that. Yeah, that's that piece. And I am going to speed us up just a little bit just so that you can get through this next piece, which is. um, Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. It just means all the stuff I prepped for, I can use next week. Yay. (laughs) Which is or not next week, but the next time we yeah, get together and work on this, this whole series that we're doing. Um, and so what we were going to talk about this week, um, but it, I loved what you did, because mine was nowhere near as insightful uh, from a modern perspective. Um, and so we are going to look at kind of now that we got all the characters up on the stage, then we come back and in modern, and I'll let you talk about this diagram. Right, yeah, so in the modern perspective, um, yeah, I would label it slightly different, I guess. The, the uh, yeah, east, eastern part of the chart, the, you know, you have the division of the ascendant, descendant, and the uh, midheaven nadir. Yeah. These are the, that's the cross, right? Exactly, that's exactly. In a flat chart, as we call it, uh, you would have Aries on the ascendant. Libra on the descendant, Capricorn overhead, Cancer down below. Yep. These are the cardinal signs. So this is like the cardinal Cross. points of the, yep. the compass. And they're the most important divisions in the chart, for sure. Yes. Um, the division of the ascendant, descendant, you've got, you know, yeah, it is subjectivity in the bottom part of the chart. It's the personal. It's it's all about me. Right. Yeah. personally and and what's within me yes you know, what's happening on the inside um and then yeah as you get above the horizon you're dealing with the out there <laughs> yeah like and yeah. damn there's like there's eight billion of us now or seven or six or yeah, some ridiculous there and all kinds yeah. of stuff going on yeah 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 look at in that um yeah, as I've talked about before, I think the whole evolution of the chart from the first through to the twelfth is, you know, coming from the beginnings where we're born and mm-hmm. gradually, you know, as the, as we develop as children, it's the you know me, mine, and the second house, and oh, I have siblings, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and oh, well, let's you know this whole family thing is kind of important. And then, you know, we kind of it, once you cross the nadir there, once you cross that mm-hmm. primary. You move into away from, you know, I would say the, the eastern side of the chart is, it is, I guess, freedom. I don't see it as freedom and fate so much as as uh, self and others. Self and other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
that's yeah, so I'd... self on the eastern side and other on the west. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you know, I, you know, we're starting at the most personal at the ascendant because I've just been born and I'm just coming into this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Going, what the heck? No, teasing. <laughs> Who shall I be? <laughs> yes. Um, and, it, you know, it evolves. But when you get to the fourth house cusp, you're moving into a recognition of others in your life, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. takes on more importance and uh, the fifth house of oh there's things that are fun to do out here <laughs> yeah with others and playing with friends yeah you know and uh, you know sixth house of course they have to make their bed <laughs> you know yeah you know all of that stuff is it's about dealing with others in in different ways right yeah yep. seventh house of course is one-on-one -on -one, you know how do we make a relationship work, whether it's business or personal? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, but as you get above the above the descendant, again, you're into the more not just others, but in the bigger world. Yeah. It's, yep. it's not so much about me and mine as it is about how we share things, how we work together, how we, you know, expand you know, the possibilities. Yeah. And then it, you get to the 10th house cusp. Well, that's bringing it back to self again, because yeah. it's, what do I want to do in the world? Yeah. How do I want to um, be seen? It's the, I wanna be yeah, the most prominent, um, yeah, yeah, arena in the chart. And, and you have the roots at the bottom, yeah. you know, and and always see it like a tree. You know, yes, the, that is the a deep, good analogy. Yeah. The deeper the roots, the roots go, the higher you can reach. You know, yep. you need that foundation in order to, you know, reach higher, right? Yep. Uh, so, you know, there's a definite connection there. And, you know, we are, we are in the, in the ascendant, descendant, it's others reflect back to us who we are. Yes. That is true. You know, so there's always this reflection going on. You know, I need the, the foundation to reach the top, and I also need others to, you know, on my own, I'm nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. No, no man is an island, as they say. Yes. So, you know, we're back to, uh, you know, once we get past the midheaven, we're back to the more personal, yes, it's what I want to, and how I want to work with others in a group or, yeah. Or, yeah, and which, where do I want to align? Yeah, I see the 11th friends, house as aligning. What kind of friends support yeah. me? Yeah, exactly, my tribe. And of course, the 12th house is a, uh, always a mysterious house to deal with. <laughs> yes, whether it's ancient or modern, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I always sort of see it as it's like a closet in a way. It's, you know, it's yes, yeah, buried, you. yeah. I can't see what's there, but other people can because it's above the horizon. Yeah. So... It's not hidden from others, but kind of hidden from me. So yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, so when we take a step back, I'm just mm -hmm. speeding you along just a little bit in the interest of time because I want you to be able to say some stuff. So when you're looking at your own chart, you take a step back with that um, diagram that we were just that I just had up on the screen, and then right. you kind of overlay that and. Where is the emphasis, and what yeah. does that add to? You've really got a, a little, um, uh, what do they call it, a bucket, I guess. Yes. Uh, in terms of the shape, you've got Saturn, which is like the handle on a bucket, and you've got exactly. all these planets underneath the ascendant, 
that that are in within, right? All yeah. of these entities that that Saturn is going, you know, you, you're going to want to, there's going to be a lot of focus on Saturn. Exactly. It has the weight of that whole hemisphere in the chart. And you've got, you're kind of drawing up all of those energies from beneath. Yeah. Yeah. So and that will color, you know, your own chart, how, how, you know, the emphasis and where it is, or if it's. Absolutely. And also yeah. in yourself and others, you've got pretty much the same number of planets on the eastern side as you do on the western yes. side. Yeah. So there's a balance there, which is suitable for Libra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, but the weight distribution in the yeah. chart is definitely, yeah. You've yeah. got clusters of these planets. You've got the three in, in the second house and the three in the fifth. And, uh, and then you've got Saturn. You know, it's like a handle on that whole yeah. bucket. Yeah. And so um, in the book that I have recommended to folks, um, she does give little descriptions about the various, and there are some classic patterns that do um, add a specific note to a chart. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll find it in that book. And I will, uh, I've actually just developed a page on my site for that I'm going to move all these lessons to so that, you know, down the road if people have a chart, their own chart or somebody else's, they can sort of go through this process that we're outlining here. Um, yeah. And yeah, the patterns, you know, I think even people who don't know anything about astrology. Yeah. Would could look at this chart and see there's pattern there exactly exactly and the obvious focus on that saturn yep yeah and so you know and it isn't always clear and there isn't always a clear pattern no there isn't sometimes mine's a great example of that it's it's i think they call it a splash or something yeah (laughs) and then you're thinking when you're when you were learning right you look at and you go okay does that yeah. does that mean I'm like a bug splatter on the window or what? Yes, <laughs> but you know, again, every chart is different. And, yeah, and, exactly. What's you know, what will become more important to look at will be the actual aspects. Between yes. All- yeah. When we start, I used to call that the wiring diagram. Yeah. 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 So you've got yeah, you do have different. I know my, my youngest daughter has all of her planets on the western side of the chart right so, yeah all on the side of others <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's kind of like my chart except yeah, i have an odd handle because it's not yeah but anyway okay so i'm just going to briefly give you a break you've done all of the chatting um i made up for last week exactly and i really really appreciate it so if you're going to use um, uh, the Hellenistic system, uh, the first thing that you uh, look at, and so this is my chart example, I don't think I'll get to it, but I will explain what they do to start with. And this is their big shtick, um, is whether or not we're looking at a day chart or a night chart. And in the example that I have, we'll just pop back up here, it is definitively a night chart. 
Uh, the sun is below the horizon because the ascendant marks the literal physical horizon. It would be like the earth is in the middle here. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Saturn was rising ahead of the sun. Jupiter was getting ready to set. Uh, but at the time that this girl was born, these guys were all below. So the first thing that um, a Hellenistic astrologer would go, oh, so this is a nocturnal or a night sect chart. And the so moon. What I, so what I had would be as well. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and what they were focused on was, um, was this going to be a fortunate life or was it going to be a, you know, faded, not so fortunate life? Um, mm. And so uh, the moon being the sect light would have, um, because it is the, the, the sect the light that's of the sect in favor, and those are the words that they would use, that would place a greater significance on the moon in the person's chart than the sun, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a more positive piece in that sense. Um, it also makes Venus and what where she is and what she rules um, having, you know, sort of the touch of grace or, uh, and literally this is what they call them, benefics. Okay, Mars is still a malefic, but because he is of the sect in favor, the native typically can get a handle on it and turn it into a constructive piece. Right. Mercury. Well, that bodes well in, in the chart I was looking at. Yes, yeah. Um, and so Mercury is considered neutral um, from this first blush but right. once we walk further into the chart mercury can um take on um, either a positive or a negative um configuration so because that was a night chart then these guys well they can be okay but sometimes they can be just really challenging so uh, the sun as i was saying is not going to be as important as it would have been in a day chart Jupiter can still offer help, um, but it's not as good as Venus, right? Um, Saturn becomes the... It's in its own sign, like it is in the chart. Yes, in the chart that you're looking at, the bonus points, yeah. huge bonus yeah. points, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Saturn in a night chart turns out to be... Um, unless there are mitigations, it can um, be a huge stumbling block, right? It can mm -hmm. definitely thwart and the areas that it rules. Um, and so, I mean, that's what they were concerned with in the Hellenistic time was um, how could you mitigate wherever the malefic that was not of the sect in favor um, and so Saturn in, um, in the chart that I'm looking at as well, um, and in your chart, uh, becomes the, the piece that um, uh, the person will uh, run up against. And in some scenarios, it, um, you know, it created the, the fate that, yeah, was not good. So obviously, the reverse is true if you're born, like I'm, I'm a day chart. And so Saturn is not a big deal for me. Mars, on the other hand, yeah. <laughs> I love my Mars, sort of. Sort of, <laughs> sort of not. But 
you know, as I've gotten older, obviously, I've survived my malefic Mars, but it has been my Achilles heel. So one could say in a night chart that Saturn is the Achilles heel. And I guess that would be amplified because you have Aries rising. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. So I'm looking at our time and, uh, whoops, ooh, boy, that moved really fast. Sorry, I hope nobody got sick looking at <laughs> as it scrolled very quickly. Okay, we've only got like two minutes. So I'll just, um, I'll just do a little bit about what the sect of this chart um, is pointing to. And, uh, you know, so obviously, it's interesting, the two charts that we picked, because we didn't yeah. know what, you know, so mine also has a very heavy uh, second house emphasis. Um, it does have Venus, uh, which is the greater benefic. And so that may just trump the fact that it's a Saturn ruled sign, uh, because Saturn is her Achilles heel. Uh, Mars is also in the third house. And um but he's, you know, there's going to be challenges with her siblings or um, and that whole piece. But it's it's of the sect in favor, so it's not going to be, you know, anything that she can't cope with. Um, and it does rule her moon, and so the fact that both of the night, the nocturnal planets are all below the horizon, they're all together. That. Again, so with the Hellenistic, you start stacking up mitigations and uh, the, you know, beneficial things. So, for instance, the fact that Venus is rules her fifth house means, um, yeah, she's going to be fine when it comes to children if she chooses to have them. Um, it also rules her tenth house, which bodes well for her position out there in the world and her career. Um, conversely, you know, with uh, Jupiter, it's not going to be as beneficial, but hey, it teams up because, and again, when we get to the aspects, um, it's in uh, the sign that is ruled by the sun. And so it shines a nice positive ray towards that second house as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's the kind of stuff we'll look at, but not next week. And I'm down to 43 seconds, so <laughs> I need to wrap this up. I'm glad I noticed that. <laughs> Otherwise, people would be wondering. Anyway, folks, yes, I must uh, sign off. And um, we will continue, not next week, but the week after with our lessons. Next week is all about Aries and the spring equinox. Um, and in the meantime, just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we look forward to our discussion. And it's time to go. Bye, Jill. Bye. CJMP.